This is DubLab.com. You're in the spot, and we're in the spot. The record plant, Hollywood, California. Chilling here with Will. I am. How you doing? What's up? Just heard a selection of tunes, instrumental beats, and some vocal snippets floating into the mix, dubbed out by Will. I am. We're in uh, a studio right here. We got uh, our neighbors Dolly Parton and Earthwind and Fire chilling, and uh, amongst all of this is Will. I am doing his thing here. Um, what are you up to in the studio right now? Uh, just finishing uh, the rest of the Black Eyed Peas album and stuff. Just finishing the record. <laughs> Sorry about that. Cool. That's right. So this is the third Black Eyed Peas album. Yeah, it's Holy. called Elephant. Elephant? Nice. Like Punk, P-H-U-N-K, mm-hmm. Ella, like Ella, Elephant or Ella Fitzgerald mm-hmm. or <clears throat> Elephant or Elephone or anything Ella because... Ella. <laughs> Elevated. <laughs> Elevated. That's good. Yeah. There's many, many meanings, many, uh, many sounds. You guys are working a lot of uh, new sounds into the mix, too. I know the other day you were telling me uh, that your uh, a few rock albums kind of seeped into your mind and, and dug some of some of the rock stuff happening. So are we going to see, uh, hear some more uh, rock sounds, more guitars and stuff on this record? Um, you're definitely going to hear a lot, a lot of guitars. <clears throat> Not rock like the way like Limp Biscuit put it down, none like that. Though we do have a song with Papa Roach, but it's it, it's it's the only reason why it's rock is because that's the genre they come from, sure. and there is heavy guitar on it, but it isn't the same as the hip hop rock that we know now. Yeah. So you're uh, you're part. Of the group, your your main role is as producer, but you're also also vocalist in the group. Um, uh, lead vocalist, mm-hmm. producer. Yeah. And how is this different than a lot of the folks have also heard your uh, BBE album, the Sp- uh, Spare Change album, Lost Change, Lost Change, exactly <laughs> that one too. I just want to make sure you're you're on your toes. Um, they came out recently on BBE. Um, is there a difference for you, identity-wise, between the BBE sound that, that you're doing, uh, the instrumental solo music, and the Black Eyed Peas? Um, not like, not really. Only difference is one's a, like a, one for something, and the other one's for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both for me. I mean, Black Eyed Peas is not. All part of the the will I am. Yeah, family. it's just we have a history, we have a fan base. We've made it a you know it's because there's a fan base. That means there's a there's a it, we have to take it seriously as far as business goes. So a lot of the things that that we do, we have that in mind. Yeah, and lost change is just shit. <laughs> Sorry if I cuss, but it's fine. It's just, you know, we just go in the studio and do what I do and put it out. Hmm. No red tape, no budget, little stipulations that you have to worry about. Is there a limit? I mean, when, when you're thinking of you're thinking of a commercial release, more of a commercial release for the Black Eyed Peas material, do you, do you ever feel like there's a limit to how crazy you can get with the sound or do you just try to push it and say it really doesn't matter to me I'm just going to go all out and do something that I want to do we push it 
We push it in in all the aspects of pushing. Like with Lost Chain, it's like I'm just gonna get as creative as hell with this and put it out. But it's only gonna grow so much. You know what I mean? Those type of records will never be palm trees. It, it, they're probably just gonna be like some fruit plants. You get your little fruit from it, nurturing. And black eyed peas is could be palm trees. Mm. And hopefully, the coconuts grow on palm trees. Uh, coconut trees. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Almost the same thing. I think they look the exact <laughs> yeah. same. I can't tell the difference. It'd be, it'd be because you know, they're just there's there's greater things can happen. Yeah, sure. From all aspects, Lost Chains, great things can happen as far as touching touching somebody and, and inspiring them creatively. And Black Eyed Peas can touch somebody, inspire them creatively, creatively, and also inspire them to achieve great things. As far as career, your career goes. Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think uh, that that's the case? Because with the lost change, you have like. Uh, hold on, this this music is really distracting. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like listening to the music at the same time. <laughs> it's tough as a producer. You, you're always you're always hearing it. Okay, here now. There we go. Um, damn, I was like trapped <laughs> in the music. Um. Thinking of remix ideas. <laughs> I was like, wow, I made a mistake there. <laughs> um, Lost Chains is like, you know, it's Peter. Mm. You know, over at BBE. Mm. It's like one guy. Yeah. And he has K7 distribution. And it's BBE for a reason. Barely breaking even. Sure. Like, you know, they, they only spend enough that they're going to make back. The, the risks, they don't take big risks mm. as far as, you know, what they're willing to lose. When you go out and market something, because sure. anything you're gonna lose, you can lose anything. I mean, you're able to lose something when you when you're putting when there's money on the line. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Interscope, they back with heavy pockets, so they're 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 capable of taking large risks, and those large risks can can be they can win big. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have like a machine opposed to like a dude and a couple of people. That says a lot in the end result. Yeah. But then, you know, you also have, you know, that that machine saying, hey, why don't you, like, try this out, you know? Hmm. Either you listen to it or you say, nah, that's cool, and hold your ground. Or you say, all right, I'll try that. It all depends on you, on what, what you're willing, you know, the things you're willing to, like, how far you're willing to bend hmm. as far as your, like, integrity. Not artistic integrity, but just your your sensibility on how, the industry. How is that? Um, because you know, there's definitely certain artists that break through and make a mark and keep their integrity integrity through the process, which is probably the toughest thing to hold on to. You know, if you think about you know going through these processes, especially yourself having been through dealing with major labels and dealing with the music business, you know, as a whole, um, people are coming at you from all angles. Is it difficult to, to go through this all and keep that, that true, you know, um, essence of what you want to do creatively? Um, repeat it again. 
just keeping is it difficult to to keep that that creative essence going you know dealing with uh major labels or dealing with the music industry in general well <clears throat> there's there's two ways of looking at it like there's ways of there's there's a creative as far as like what you create in a studio mm. and there's a creative as what you create as far as your career and the turns that you take and the downfalls and the mistakes you make and how you get out of those mistakes there's there's a creative way to get out of those things mm. or plan things not <clears throat> not everything is like it's not the, the end result right when you do it like you know if i make a song right now and it's not the most creative song to the last thing i did you know doesn't mean that that, that my career ends here mm. you know it's the it's the the whole the whole career looked at as far as you look at somebody's career as like one song after after it's over with and you say wow that person held his integrity he he really stood his ground there's no there's no telling i'm still alive still kicking you never know what i'm gonna make tomorrow (laughs) like you know i mean just like a song what what keeps you going you know what's that creative juice that keeps you going what's the funnest part about doing all of this just look at my life as a song you know there's there's not every point of a song is exciting you know not everything is full of like excitement you know every once in a while the beat gets monotonous or the drummer gets kind of lazy but then he picks himself up if you're dealing with live musicians or if you're dealing with technology you know the beat gets monotonous but you got to look at your life like that like a song and how is it going to (laughs) end how are you going to make a climax you know i'm nowhere near my 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 climax part i mean i i ain't done you know, I'm probably in my first verse, mm. as far as my so- the song goes. You you look at it like that. You having fun doing it? Hell, hell yeah! <laughs> you know, I I I was I was at the supermarket and I seen a dude pushing like this big this big crates. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like I could be pushing crates, and you gotta be grateful, even though you know, even though like you know, you get fucked in the industry. You know what? I'd rather be fucked than not fuck with. You know, I'd rather be taken advantage of than not have the advantage. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> because you getting fucked five years from now, three years from now, there's going to be some little girl in Wisconsin whose parents died. And she puts in your CD and she feels good, and you know, and and uplifts her. So I'm willing to take that, <clears throat> take that burden of getting fucked out of a business deal to hopefully make some little girl or some little dude in Wisconsin cool for the minute. You know, whatever that person's going through in life, maybe they're going through good times and that CD was a soundtrack to that summer. You know, it ain't all about you and the things that you do to get to to have the opportunities to do what you do. Mm. So what? You get fucked, you learn. So next time that getting fucked, you know, you got some stripes so you won't get fucked again. You know, I've gotten fucked a bunch of times. I got kids. I'm getting fucked. As mm-hmm. far as like, you know, if you really think about, you know, I was pregnant because I got fucked. <laughs> got some children <clears throat> out of my getting fuckedness. You know, it's just all experience. You know, and the thing that, that makes me just chuckle is these underground cats. Like, they don't get it, man. That you know they want to be in it and they hate on cats that are in it 
doing, making like moves, and they're in it too. Mm. It's like, what, what are you talking about? You're in it. There's no such thing as underground once you're in it. You're no longer underground. As soon as on the radio, you just on a, you're just on a radio station that doesn't broadcast far enough. Yeah, you're still on the radio. I don't get, I don't get that mentality. It's so silly. How what was that, uh, that jump like for you? Because I mean, ev- every group comes up through, you know, they have a path to get to where they are, and you know, they continue on a path. But was was there a, a clear line for when you guys felt like, you know, you, you've you've kind of legitimized what you're doing. Um, well, LA is different. Like, uh, mm, it was in high school in the 11th grade when I got signed to Ruthless and I would go to like the underground clubs and those underground cats just because you had a deal at that time, like in 92. All the niggas got a deal, you know what I'm saying? Fool ain't real. You know, I can rhyme better than them. You know, and then you battle and you beat them, and then they still hating. Like, then why? I just, you know, I just took you out. Mm. I don't understand why you hating. So that that's what happened, and that from that point on, I just, I didn't turn my back on underground. Now, when I say underground, I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about people with talent. Mm. I'm talking about people that don't have talent, and the people that don't have talent know it. The people that hold on to that title for dear life, sure, like. Like the gate, the, the the gate watchers at the underground gate. When there's really no, it's like the difference between Los Angeles and and Nevada. There's really no line. Mm. You you pass through and there's a little sign. Exactly. You know. Well, if most people were given the chance, they would make that transition. I mean, the the line is very blurry. There's not much of a line. Um, but I think that the integrity thing is the the biggest issue it doesn't really matter underground overground wherever you're at the integrity thing's huge and you want as many people to hear your music as possible yeah you want to you know have that girl who's going through a tough time hear your music you want to have that guy who's uh, pushing the crates doing some manual labor you know listening to your music you know in his headphones so i think the true artist creates what they want to create um but they also want to you know they want to touch people with it they don't want to have it sitting in a room you know, like you said, it, you had some tunes sitting on your computer. You'd rather have them in people's headphones and in people's speakers yeah, than hey, just sitting it, on your computer. Is it going to be on the internet MP3? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. like dreading it. Yeah. But like, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I like it to be. You know what I mean? Especially these joints. It ain't like, mm-hmm. it ain't like, I probably put them out on another BBE sure. or another like independent release in time to come. But why not have them floating? You know? Otis Redding got fucked. You know? He didn't get what he deserved. Mm. Every legend you could think of. Jimi Hendrix. I bet he had a shitty-ass record deal. <laughs> really think about it. Now. Um, Muddy Waters had a shitty deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who had a shit? Miles Davis? Charles Mingus. You know, Charles that. Mingus. They all had shitty deals. But the end result is that their music is still here today. Mm-hmm. You know? And that and that's what it should be. That's integrity. That's integrity. But you also want to wanna feed your family. You want to feed yourself. You want to live, you know, live in That's smart. Life. That's business. Yeah. Do but there's no such thing as integrity when you're dealing with business. Mm-hmm. 
you know, as soon as you put integrity in business, you're a bad businessman. Yeah. You know, because the whole purpose is to get over. If you if you hurt your homie, I would never do that. Hurt my homie. That's why I don't like doing business with homies. <clears throat> but, but you know what I mean? But they all got shitty ass deals. You know? Maybe if they're around in this time, they would have great deals. You know, Charles Mingus wouldn't have been a druggie. Mm-hmm. You know, because he wasn't, he, you know, to really think about it, why people do the things they do. It's because they know they weren't getting what they deserved. Prostitutions. A lot of prostitutions end up killing, prostitutes end up committing suicide and killing themselves because they're selling themselves short. Mm. <clears throat> Same way, you know, I, maybe that's why Charles Mingus was a big drug fiend. Because he, you know, he knew he was worth more than that. And meanwhile, the suit and the briefcase guy was rich off of his knowledge and his genius. <clears throat> you know, that takes integrity. I, I'm not talking about creative integrity, just to cope with that. You know, he got a lot of selfish fans. Not selfish artists, but selfish fans. So much that it influenced the artists. Selfish fans that say, oh, I like their first shit when they was... When they, you know, that first record, you know, but that's a selfish attitude. It's like, you should be proud that now a million people like them. You know, that's selfishness, man. And so, and it's so selfish that it influences the artist to feel that if it's, if his or her stuff blows up, that they, they regret it. You know, De La Soul for crying out, I love that. I'm their biggest fan, right? When they did Me, Myself, and I. Is it because we hate this song, you know, on the show, you know, they feel like they hate it. Because that's all the people know them from, know them by. You know, and the reason why that is is because you have these pop kids who are no different than the underground kids, just in two extremes. You got pop kids that only know shit because it's big, and you got underground kids that only know shit because they only know it. Hmm. <clears throat> but it's no different. Right now, what's happening? You've got a lot of the the fringe kind of sound that is using a lot of the. Um, you know, like Timbaland sounds or Neptunes, and there's people selling millions of records, and then there's kids doing it in their bedroom, you know, selling, you know, 300 copies of the records. And there's not too much of a difference, you know, between the the music, but it seems like, you know, it's, it's once you've established yourself in this industry and done it and have paths to put your music out and have these connections to make it, you know, you can make a lot of money uh, and do something interesting. You know, these people, these kids respect and love the music that's heard, you know, uh, on hip hop to me is the only, you know, pop music recently that's made any sort of leaps and bounds. Um, And it's because a few people have been doing, you know, some different sounds. You're doing very different sounds. JD, Spinna, you know, and on the the very commercial level, Neptunes and Timbaland and so do you have any views on uh, on on those kind of sounds on the radio when you hear a Neptune sound uh, song? What do you think? I think I think that is two thousand and three. You know, and the next thing you know, it's gonna be two thousand four, and it ain't gonna be Neptunes. Yeah, it's gonna be that little kid that you said, you know, because it's a five year waiting period. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you wait five years, you hustle, you go out and meet people, and those connections that you make, you got a suit and a, a suit and a briefcase, dude, find interest in you. And the next thing you know, you're the Neptunes dude. And it's yeah. 2005, and it's frosty. Yeah. <laughs> and you're talking about, yeah, I remember I used to have my radio show, Dub Lab. But now Dub Lab's on MTV, and you have a Dub Lab show. 
Yeah. And it was 2005 to 2007, your time's up. It's five-year waiting period, three years, like, high, you know, high period. Mm-hmm. Neptune is on a, what, how, how many years now? At the top, like, you know, like, three years? Maybe a little less. Maybe yeah. really, really getting played a couple of years. Next year, I don't think it's going to be them. Yeah. Not, I'm not hating. That's just the way the industry have, is. Have you met them before? Yeah. Yeah. Nicest um, people in the world. Weirdos, yeah. just like myself. Yeah. So that's good. I think. Well, I mean, you guys will always find something different and something new to work on. It seems that a lot of the music that's actually heard, like you said, there's a five-year waiting period to actually break through and and you know do your thing if if you make the right moves, you know, and and put some records out and a chance at notoriety. But there's also a waiting period production-wise. You guys said you've been working on this album for a couple of years, and that's tends to happen you know someone's in their bedroom working on something but from the time you start working on it till the time when it actually comes out comes out there's a big difference so it seems like you know it's kind of like this is the future what's inside your computer and what you've what you're working on here um are you what do you have in the works are you excited about some things are you do you think you've got some stuff that's just gonna smash people's people's wigs off or um I've been hearing it for like two years, so yeah, I'm like so. <laughs> desensitized to yeah. it. But um, I think there's some songs on it, like this song, um, "Where's the Love." That's mm. a pretty in-depth song, as far as thong. It's a pretty in-depth <laughs> song. No, it's a pretty, in de- <laughs> it's a pretty in-depth song as far as like subject matter. You know, it's not intense, but <clears throat> it, it's what needs to be said. People need to hear that type of stuff. Um, the, a lot of the interludes, you know, the 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 song, like you know, the rhymes that we kick during the interludes, are pretty much like spiritual upliftment songs. But all the the rest of the bulk of the album are just a lot of party tunes, <clears throat> because a party tune, not a party tune like let's go to the club, not like that, but it's a they're just party songs, and a party song. Is no different than saying something like, what are you doing? What's wrong with the world? Bush, oh my gosh, and this, this, and that, and that, that, and that, and the world is all messed up. <clears throat> There's no, what it can do, how it can change you is the same way. You know, here's a song that's talking about the world's problems and, and it uplifts you like, yes, I want to change, right? And a party song is just going to make you change and feel good right now. And hopefully that'll translate into how you feel tomorrow. And how you feel the next day. You know? So there's a lot of party songs on the album. <clears throat> Positive, uh, feeling songs. Like, you know, feel good joints. Then we got relationship songs. Like, that's one of the reasons why our album taking so long. Because we personally were going through personal turmoil. You know, a lot of anxiety we've experienced. And some shit's happened in our lives that kind of fucked us up. So we got relationship songs, you know, song called Shut Up. It's a relationship, that's an argument caught on tape. We look at it like that. Real dramatic. You know, we've lost a lot of, like, people that we've loved from family members to girlfriends, stuff like that. They'll never be the same again. Hmm. But reflected in, in the sounds, reflected in the songs. No, that's what that's what held our album up. <coughs> it's going through those things, you know. We make some songs, 
and they don't represent what we're going through. So we got to make some more songs. And then we make some songs and we fill in them. Yeah, yeah. And then we show them to the record company. Like, yeah, those are dope. We start planning the release date. And that time planning, we write another song. And then the song that we write is better than the, better than the other shit that we did. So we scrap all that other shit. And then we base, we write new songs that were like the other ones as far as the intensity. And then now we got 10 more better songs. Then we turn them in a record company and they're like, yeah, yeah, let's put this out. We go in the studio and write three more better songs. And, and, and that's it. That's me. I, I get sick of shit quick. If I have a song for like a month, I'll try to remix it. <laughs> and then, you know, but this time, once I'm done with it by Monday, that's it. I ain't trying to remix nothing. It's going to wait till when it comes out mm-hmm. in April. So, Elefunk is coming out April? Yeah, we have to have it mastered <coughs> by, by February the uh, 15th. Single will be out mid-March. Album should be out in April. Cool. So people can look out for Elefunk and then uh, any other things you're working on solo-wise or with, with any other people, other production? Um, I, I'm, I'm doing another <coughs> Lost Change starting in February the 20th. Um, I don't know who I don't know what MCs are gonna be on it, but it's similar to Lost Change. Um, real clubby though, unlike like Lost Change was I scored a film, so that's why a lot of the songs were like <coughs> I had like a guitar solo for like two minutes. That's because it it goes to you know scenes, but this is gonna be a little bit more. I'm gonna score a club. You know, I'm gonna go to a club, three clubs in a week. Take a video camera and score what I see, and that's the theme of this. But Lost Change was the the people that paid for that record were Levi's. Mm. Um, so they gave me some money to do a record. The first time it's ever been done before. <clears throat> Lost Change was like the first in history when a person, an artist, goes to something outside of a record company and gets funded. So they paid for it to get done and we put it out through BBE. They didn't incur any costs, so that's why they were willing to put it out the week after I gave it to them. This is going to be the same, but instead of clothes, I'm going through a be- uh, 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 alcohol beverage, Coors. Mm. But it's going to be even, even, um, <clears throat> you know, bigger as far as what we're going to be able to accomplish. You know. So hopefully uh, growing this from a, a, a fruit plant into a palm tree as well. So you'll have you have a couple of palm trees out there. No, you got to think about it. I mean, the music industry is different, man. It ain't like it was in, 80, mm. in the 80s or the 90s. Early 90s when a girl or a guy would get his favorite artist and sit in the room and zone out and listen to the record and hopefully watch the video on MTV and fall in love with their favorite artist. You know, you got kids that got video games. Intense video games. You got internet. They get IM people take little pictures on cell phones. I mean, technology is everything is growing. But the only thing that's staying stagnant, as far as like the how they're marketing and putting out music, is the music industry. They're still dinosaurs putting out CD. Wow, you got a CD and an enhanced CD that I'm only gonna watch fucking once. 
here's some little DVD of me having this little interview. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't know anybody that be watching like deep like interviews like a hundred times. Yeah, you know, they're dinosaurs. Primitive the music industry, so it ain't gonna take the music industry ain't gonna want to change it because they're happy with getting their twelve percent, while the artist settles for like five percent. You know, nine points on a record while the industry's raping them. You know, they don't want to change it. So it's going to take the artist to be like, fuck, how can I put out this record? So even if I don't sell records, I still made my money. Mm. Have you had any thoughts about your own label? Fuck a label. Yeah. Why the fuck I want to do a label for? So I can rape other artists I signed? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for your own material to put out. You know, nah. Yeah, I'm happy just doing it like this, going to a little, <coughs> a beverage company or a shoe company. I had jacket. I don't give a fuck. Give me some money. You sell your product, mm. and I put out records. Ain't no difference. But then you got the whole like hip hop world like hating, right? Like, oh, that fool did a Dr Pepper commercial, and. Exactly. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, and I also put out lost chains. Yeah. So it don't, what I do businessly should not have anything to do with what I do creatively. I'm just trying to find other outlets. Hmm. You know, Common just did a Coke commercial. The Roots did a Coke commercial. De La Soul did an Apple commercial. Stereo Lab was on a VW commercial. You know, you look at... Yeah, people, it isn't. You know, it people isn't wanna, they're they're not getting what they should from the labels. Like you said, you're getting you know a few points on a record. If the label's not giving you what you you know need and should have, then why not? You know, put it in a film, put it in a commercial. Yeah, it's like you know. as it long as the music s- is. Yeah, it isn't is the hot, 70s anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It isn't the 70s yeah. anymore. Yeah. When uh, you know, <clears throat> it ain't that. It ain't the 60s and the 70s when when. When there was a reason to rebel against corporate America. Mm-hmm. Like, it's too late to rebel against them fools. They own everything. You know, they own the same people that own Interscope own everything else. Sure. And the only way to change it is to just accept it and hopefully change it through making the product better, maybe. <clears throat> Not making know. the product better. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a, here, here's an, here's a little story. That must be told. No, here's a here's a little thingy. Lady wakes up, um, wakes up in the morning and goes to work. Barely makes enough money to pay her bills, so she can't really buy food. Every day she goes out in the balcony and she prays to God. God, please give me some food. I mean, oh no, sorry. God, please help me pay my phone bill. The lady downstairs says, "Uh, stupid lady. God isn't gonna do that." So God didn't, you know. So she didn't pay her phone bill, so she got her phone cut off. He, she didn't pay her heat bill. God, please help me pay my heat bill. So late, so late downstairs says, "Stupid lady, her heat's gonna be turned off." Right. Next day, Lord, I'm, uh, I just made enough money to pay my rent. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me with my rent money. But I'm so hungry. Please give me some food. Right. The lady downstairs says, "I'm gonna fuck with this lady." So she puts groceries all over her balcony, right? <coughs> the lady says, 
comes to the balcony, sees groceries on the balcony. She says, thank you, Jesus. You blessed me with food, right? And the lady downstairs says, you fool, that wasn't God. I put him up there, right? So the lady says, thank you, Lord Jesus. Not only did you bless me with food, but you made the devil do it for me. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how it's done, man. Mm-hmm. As long as you see set forth in your mind to to do something, whether or not you're using the devil's money to do it, corporations' money to do it, as long as you're changing someone else in the process, and do the and let the devil do God's job. Metaphorically speaking, I'm not saying corporations are the devil. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying one form of the devil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one very tangible form of the devil. You know, it's a way of looking at it. Yeah. You know, pretty Prudential Rock is owned by like a cigarette company. Yeah. You know, they sell insurance and cigarettes. It's all tied together. (laughs) You know? Well, what are you going to do? You know, rebel to a point where you're defeating the purpose, anyways. People just got to be smarter. Yeah. Well, you guys are, you're definitely pushing it forward, keeping it, keeping it going. You like so. that song, Push It Forward by the streets? It, uh, it's fun. You know, it's the streets. It's very strange. Like the first time I heard it, I didn't know what I thought about it. And then I kind of heard it more and more. And I still am kind of like not sure, but I give it the biggest credit for being for making me question it for not knowing if it's good or bad for going back for a second and third and fourth listen so to me you know it's it's if someone's doing something different like that you know that's that's half of the credit you know Mm -hmm. right there for just trying to do something different and you know it's it's sometimes they succeed you know for for a group and you know it might not hit me every way but just good you know so it's good to hear you know the stuff you're doing and like there's a handful of other people who are just trying to do something different than the norm you like puppy you know, to keep people interested not really you know but i don't discount what what he's done you know i think that um he's he's a smart businessman for one you yeah know, he made people dance you know it's like i like the you know notorious big stuff and i like you know, he's definitely done some things. He did. He did something different from yeah. the other aspect. Sure, he's the c- yeah. complete opposite yeah. to the streets. There's people I can't stand mm-hmm. who do something, you know, totally different. <laughs> no, he did something totally different business thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you know he inspired Jay Z and all yeah, these people to control, to control yeah. and own yeah. the records. Yeah, yeah. think about huge. if Otis Redding and and Miles Davis had that what Puffy had. Yeah, you know, he really. You know, he did something different. Yeah, it's happened. People s- set precedents. <clears throat> so. That's like big shit. That's mm-hmm. bigger than any abstract album that comes out of here. Anything that, anything that uses musical theory that comes out that they play on 88.9. What Puffy did for hip-hop music, you know, I'm not saying he's God. I'm just saying that like, people don't take, don't acknowledge what he did. Mm. Or what Jay Z does, yeah. Or even <laughs> Jermaine Dupree, but those kind of cats. Just for for me, you know, as a person that wants to be an entrepreneur and sees the bigger picture and things. Yeah, creatively, maybe those guys are horrible, but that's just half half of the battle. You know, you could be all armored up with 
to go to war. But you don't got no muscle. You got all the cool little artistic freaky little suit. But you're too weak to even carry that suit. You know? Somebody's going to come and just slice you. So with all the creativity that people that we have nowadays, you have to have a business mind to back it up. Because you're going to get taken advantage of. You know? And to all them creative cats out there, you know, they should keep that in mind, dude. You got to be smart on it. As much music theory you got, you got to have business theory. You know? Like, I'm in a studio. Yeah. And I ain't even paying for it. <laughs> you know that? I'm, like, big time blessed. Yeah. Like, there's some kid, like, in Detroit, like, wishing, like, better than my ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, some kid out there, dog, that's, like, hungry. Waiting. Like, you know what you it's like a good, I'm like happy right now. If I die going home tonight, I'll be like, damn, that shit was dope. <laughs> I got How many channels did I have in the studio today? <laughs> For real, man, that's big. Even if we don't sell squad diddly, diddle, diddle, whatever, diddly. That's diddly. Uh, Puff's new name, actually, he changed it. <laughs> P diddly. <laughs> squat diddly. <laughs> no, but you know, shit's dope. Yeah. Anything else uh, you want people to know about, uh, about your music, any message to the, the world? the worldwide listeners, the worldwide fans out there? Um, uh, I really like Stereolab. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Yep, Stereolab. <clears throat> and Brazilian music. Hmm. Like, I'm a muso head. You know, I, lo- I love music. <clears throat> I'm a muso before anything, you know? I just... I'm blessed with the harsh reality of of corporate America. And the minute, you know, I'm in it. You know, this is what I do for a living. And I make music for fun. And that's lost change. Mm-hmm. You know? But you seem to be having fun with the rest of it, too. So it's a, a good spot to be in. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nice. But it's harsh, man. But, you know? It's it's a harsh little world. Mm-hmm. Nice. I appreciate you taking the time out to to play some tunes and uh, expose it to the folks around the world and chat with me for a minute too. And yeah, thanks. I, I definitely know. think people, you know, will will keep an eye out for the music for the new Black Eyed Peas album and for the second series of Lost yeah. Change. Yeah. You can check for Apple on the streets. Uh, <laughs> right out yeah, yeah. And th- sorry about the whole delay. We were supposed to do this uh, a while ago. Yeah. No, we had a good time. So th- thanks so much, Will. Appreciate I it. Peace, man. Hello? Oh. Yo, what's up? This is Will I Am, chilling with DJ Frosty on Dub Lab. Yeah.